pink, pudgy, cuddly, and cute, flanked by shepherds, wise men, huddled over by Mary and Joseph, peering down in peaceful amazement. Jesus could be plaster or ceramic, plastic or glass, but a nativity has to have Jesus. And your favorite Jesus could be produced by one of the master artists with oil on canvas. It could be smiling, serene Jesus peering up from the cover of a Christmas card. It could be a a digital image shared by your favorite aunt on Facebook. But Luke chapter 2 tells us that no matter how we imagine Jesus, no matter how we picture him, the nativity is a necessity. Just as those angels interrupted shepherds tending to their livestock, when the magnitude of the manger finally sinks into our hearts, we respond with joy and praise. We get to to treasure up, to cherish all of these things in our hearts and have faith overflowing in praise and glory to God. Jesus is God in the flesh to be your peace. And at the coming of Jesus, nothing can ever be the same. Life is forever changed by the necessity of the nativity. Doesn't that sound a little extreme, though? To to say that something is necessary, that is necessary for your Christmas, my Christmas, everyone's Christmas, it, it, it feels more appropriate to think of Jesus as a, a great option to make your, your Christmas enriched. There was a young Muslim man who was uh, sharing his experience about Christmas. He went to university with a lot of friends that celebrated Christmas, and when he graduated, he had three roommates, and he decided he was going to celebrate Christmas along with them. So he asked them what he needed to do. Each one of those three roommates had had lots of ideas for him, exactly how Christmas was supposed to be celebrated. It involved food, gifts, decoration, travel, time with family, and each one of those roommates had an entirely different set of rituals that they insisted were absolutely essential, non-negotiable. They even disagreed whether there had to be a religious aspect to the Christmas celebration. This young man started to wonder what what kind of reaction he would get if he went home to his strictly observant Muslim parents and and suggested to them that, that a Muslim holiday like Ramadan might have all kinds of different options for celebrating. And he knew he would get shot down immediately. Christians know. Jesus is essential for our Christmas celebrations. He has to be there. 
we, we find that, that, that sweetly sentimental Jesus satisfying, enriching for our celebrations. We, we ponder at the majesty of God becoming human in the flesh, here for us, and, and it's thought-provoking. It helps us get, get out of our heads and, and out of our own selfish observations, an otherwise overwhelmingly spending and splurging holiday allows us to think of other people, to think of how blessed we are, to, to value the people in our lives, to cherish the time that we get to spend with them. And yet the, the way we choose to bring Jesus into our celebrations, the way we have our celebrations, and then we, we add Jesus in as we see fit. That sentimentality can easily cause us to skip over the confrontational implications that God had to come to this earth to be our Savior for our lives to thrive. God insists on having a relationship, not just to recognize him as creator, but as a necessary relationship for every day of our lives. We would like to believe that things will turn out just fine uh, if we go our own way, if we do our own thing. We customize Christmas to our own wishes. An opinion piece running in the Washington Post around Thanksgiving time uh, argues against that. Actually, it doesn't have anything to say about Christmas or customizing Christmas. It doesn't have any kind of religious tone at all. But it pushes back against that idea that we're okay on our own. An economist named um, Bryce Ward tells us what we kind of already have figured out in recent years we're spending more time alone. From 2010 to 2013, uh, people spent six and a half hours a week with friends. That number went down to four hours a week. And the, the segment of our population that we assume spends the most amount of time with their friends, the 15 to 19-year-olds, they spent 11 hours less with their friends each week by 2021 than they did back in 2010. Then they spent 12 hours more alone. And that, that time away from friends wasn't transferred to spouses, family, children. We chose to be alone. Now, the interesting thing is, isn't that we are spending more time alone, but the column in the Washington Post points out that this, this trend may have progressed more rapidly during the pandemic, but it was already set in motion before that. Actually, 2014 was the breaking point. Any guesses why that would be? That's the year when 
over half of us started carrying smartphones. Cell phones, apps, technology, they, they aren't the problem. We're the problem. When, when we reduce the amount of face-to-face -face time with, with real people in real life, we, we go over to spending time in online communities of similar interests. We, we, we don't have that face-to-face -face time with people who have different opinions and share different beliefs than we do. We're, we're never confronted by real people who make us a little bit uncomfortable. People we respect, but challenge us with different ideas. Now, now we might just look at that as a trend going on in our modern world, but, but that same economist says that there's some dangers to that, that isolation, worsening mental health, increased aggression, more violence. Christmas is that not-so-subtle reminder that we're not okay on our own. We, we have this belief that if you just leave me alone and leave me to myself, everything will be just fine. But alone, we wrestle with the guilt over, our, over the choices that we've made. We, alone, we, we struggle with the resentment and regret over how we have failed the people that we care about alone. We thinly paper over the anger boiling beneath the surface over the privileges and the advantages that other people have that we haven't been given alone. We suffer silently, having been subjected to the injustices at the hands of others. Alone, we even wonder if we somehow deserved this mistreatment. And it's in that isolation that the angel message interrupts us. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for all people. Good news bringing great joy. Bringing us out of ourselves, bringing us out of our own isolation. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Jesus had to come down to this earth. Jesus had to be born in a manger so we wouldn't be left all to ourselves. Jesus had to come down to this earth so we wouldn't be left in isolation. The isolation that we cause in our relationship with our God, the estrangement that we have caused by our neglect to you. The most powerful words in the Christmas message, a Savior born to you. Jesus comes down to this earth to tell you that you have hope beyond yourself. That Jesus is here with you. That Jesus is here for you. That he is here to be your Savior. Now that, that economist 
in wrapping up his column on, on isolation, he says we can reverse those trends of isolation. He encourages people to put efforts into building friendships that they can count on in good times and in bad times. It seems to be something that, that, that social scientists agree upon, that real-life, face-to-face friendships are there, will improve our mental health. Christmas is God's commitment to relationship with you. We have this tendency to withdraw from hard things. We have this tendency to go away from challenges in our lives to to worlds that we create, worlds where we can control things. Christmas tells us that Jesus did the exact opposite. Jesus chose to come down to this earth. Jesus volunteered to be here, to be present for you, to be in this environment, to breathe the air, to, to be part of this setting that you and I experience, to experience all of human existence alongside of you. But even better, to do it for you. Jesus came to do what is impossible for you and me. Jesus came to accomplish what we can never do on our own, to be the hope that we can't find inside of ourselves. So much of our celebrations this season mask our our struggles. We struggle making sense of our world. So much uncertainty, so much change, so rapidly. So we question, we question ourselves, who we are, our place in this world. The nativity of Jesus is necessary to show us who we are, who God says you are. The nativity is Christ's commitment to beginning that work. Not not to leave the wealth of heaven to come down to the best this world had to offer, but to be vulnerable, to be disadvantaged, to, to be disadvantaged, to be weak. Jesus came to be present, to live his life, to bring you to God, to live his life perfectly in obedience to God to be that perfect sacrifice to bring you peace with God, glory to God and peace on earth with God's people. One of the more more memorable short stories that Ernest Hemingway wrote was called The Capital of the World and in in that short story he tells this joke about a father who goes to Madrid and he puts a a personal advertisement in the personal column of a major newspaper. And that that, um, advertisement read, Paco, meet me at Hotel Montana Tuesday noon. All is forgiven. Papa. The police had to be called out because there were 800 young men who showed up in answer to that advertisement. The joke is that there are, that Paco is such a popular, a common name in Spain. It's a shortened form of Francisco. But there's something else. There's something more meaningful behind that. How many sons and daughters are estranged from their parents? 
How many have gone and lived their life, sought out their own way, make their own life apart from any guidance, instruction, oversight, but are secretly yearning, longing for reconciliation? Luke's familiar account, Luke chapter 2, is, is spare. It tells us the basic facts, who, what, where, and why. We don't have all kinds of medical details about the labor and delivery, neonatal care, but it's also an account of the heart-wrenching joy of a father who will do whatever it takes to have a relationship with his sons and daughters. That he was willing to send his own son to this earth for all of humanity who have sought our own way through this life, our own way in this world. Who sent his son to rescue us from ourselves so we can be at peace with God. All is forgiven. Jesus makes it so. So what do we do with Jesus? Not that plastic, not that ceramic Jesus that's part of your decoration, but the real life Son of God, helpless in a manger, the confused parents sojourning away from home. The Son of God, who comes with the full force of his deity, into your isolation and into your despair. God in the flesh with his own perfection for your self-inflicted wounds. God in the flesh with all of his holiness for all the pain that you have suffered at the hands of others. God in the flesh to live and die to be your hope to live and die and to rise again, to be your victory over life's greatest enemies. Jesus, Jesus can never be satisfied with just being a decoration in your home. Just like the, the angels went at the announcement of the, of the, just like the shepherds went at the announcement of the angels, we get to take that word and see and investigate and see the evidence for ourselves. Just as the, the townsfolk of Bethlehem didn't just brush aside the enthusiasm of the shepherds, we get to have our hearts amazed that this has been done among us. Just as Mary was able to ponder the miracle that she was able to participate in the birth of Jesus, her son, her Savior, God's people of every age get to embrace this truth that we are children of God in faith. See, Jesus isn't just part of a Christmas celebration, but in faith, faith that overflows in praise and glorifying God. It says Jesus changes absolutely everything about our existence. Nothing can ever be the same 
not with the necessity of the nativity. Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord himself give, give you peace at all times and in every way the Lord be with you all. Amen.